I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is Vanessa with Beyond the Mouse. And yes, that is my voice you're hearing. I am hosting today because we have a very special episode. There is actually another Vanessa Ferguson joining us today. I know as if you couldn't get enough. So now there's two of us. And then of course, Chris Johns, her co-host on her podcast as well. But before we get to them, we're going to introduce my co-host, Craig McFarland. I've been usurped. I don't know what's yeah. going on here. Yeah, I, I can't it, believe. Pal. No, actually, you know what? Um, Vanessa hosted an episode for us a long time ago. It was a D23 recap show and she was a rock star on it. So oh. I'm excited to be able to sit back relax and do nothing during this podcast. <laughs> right. But remember, I talked about this, keep expectations low and manageable. Don't build me up too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then my other co-host, Brett Rutherford, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. Finally, a co-host, finally, uh, uh, someone who, uh, who can do the hosting like it should be done. Oh, Ooh. just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. This Just could kidding. be our very last episode. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, joining us today are our good friends from the Dislove podcast, Vanessa Ferguson and Chris Johns. Thank you to both of you for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be on. Yeah. So I want to just let the audience uh, know what has happened to bring us to this uh, monumentous <laughs> moment in time, right? <laughs> so um, over the holiday season, you know, when you're getting in touch with your family and and if any of you have like older siblings, I don't know if you do, but if you do, you, you kind of try to uh, impress to them that life is going well and that, you know, they can be proud of you as a, the young one in the family. So uh, to my brother, I was chatting up with him and, and I said, uh, you know, yeah, life's going fine. But but did you did you hear about my Disney podcast? It's going really well. We just interviewed uh, Brenda Chapman from Brave, the director of Brave. And he said, oh, well, actually, that, that does sound impressive. Let me look you up. And so he Googled Vanessa Ferguson Disney podcast. And then he goes, oh, here you are. Dis love Vanessa and Chris. Is that you? And I'm like, uh... No. <laughs> and he's like, so wait, you mean to tell me there's another Vanessa Ferguson who loves Disney? I'm like, I guess there's more than one of us. So I was so thrilled when you said you'd come on today because I think we're going to find out maybe we have a lot in common. Yes. More than just the name, right? <laughs> right. I hope so. I think there might be some kind of parallel universe or something happening right. here. <laughs> But we want to talk to you more about you guys, how you love Disney and your podcast. So I'm going to throw it over to Brett for our first question. Great. Well, I, I was listening to your most recent podcast and I just, I have to ask a question here. Okay. You were going over some of the restaurants that you either um, have gone to or want to go into, but there, but there was particularly at Walt Disney World, there was a restaurant on the top of the Contemporary that um, you had plans to go to, but there was something in your way. Yeah. Now, the question I have, there was a celebrity that I guess had, uh, I don't know, made special reservations. So it was a, a party. So had reserved the room for a party. Now, who exactly is that person, Vanessa? That was John Stamos. And it was on Mother's Day. So he... 
ruined Mother's Day, Day, I guess, for my mom. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Now, talk about the coincidence in the small world here. Okay, you ready? Vanessa Ferguson v. Ferg, the one that I've known for a while. Um, two years ago, practically to the day, um, you and I and Erica were at Disneyland, and, this, mm-hmm. and we were at Disney California Adventure, and we went to Wine Country Trattoria to have dinner. But it was kind of cold, and we thought that, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be inside Wine Country Tutoria. Now, we were told that there was a party there, a private party, <laughs> and that we were not able to access that. Could you please tell me, there, there was a celebrity involved in that. Can you please tell me who that celebrity was? Well, it, we, we can't say with 100% certainty, but we're fairly certain it was, in fact, John Stamos. John Stamos. So the question is, John Stamos what do you have against Vanessa Ferguson's of the world? <laughs> now we know that you're a big Disney fan and we love you for that. Yes. But what is this with your private parties and, you know, and changing the plans of, you know, our wonderful beloved Vanessa Ferguson's. Anyway, wow. Isn't that the weirdest thing? They're being targeted. I think so for sure. Yeah, us Vanessa Ferguson's around the world. We have to band together and stop John Stamos because it's just getting ridiculous. When are we wow. ever going to eat? That's true. You can't. That's the best part of a Disney trip, too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, but I, maybe maybe John Stamos, if you're listening, you could invite Vanessa Ferguson's and their <laughs> friends right? um, to the to a party sometime at a wonderful Disney restaurant, and we will just we'll we'll you know we can mingle, we can hang low, we can do whatever you want. So please invite <laughs> our Vanessa opinion Ferguson's. on you our opinion on you closing down restaurants and not allowing people in will completely change if we are the people you're inviting to have the restaurant closed down for then it's completely okay um totally fine but for right now i only have two words for you john stamos how rude <laughs> we love you so much we know that you're a huge disney fan yeah. but my gosh you got to cut some vanessa ferguson's a brain yeah or as uh jo- uncle joey would say it cut it out <laughs> that's, right. that's right that's right well uh we we are seriously our jaws dropped when we were listening to that so we're like no way <laughs> but now we want to learn more about you guys and what you do so craig do you have a question for them I do. I do. So you are a married couple. You were married in 2008. I've learned from your podcast and that uh, you mentioned that you were actually married in Epcot. Can you tell us what that day is like and sort of how that magical experience happens at Disney? Sure. Um, We were married at Epcot. We were married in the American Adventure Rotunda. And because you're in the World Showcase, you have to get married early. So it was very early. Our wedding was at nine. And we had our ceremony inside the Rotunda. And it was wonderful for us. We had family coming from all over the country anyway. So it made sense. And we obviously love Disney. And so we were at the Rotunda. And then our reception was at Living Seas. So right above the Coral Reef restaurant, there is a private area for parties and special events. And I'll have Chris add in more details. Then that evening, we had a dessert party over by France. And there was that was when Illuminations was still playing. And we were able to have private viewing and lots of yummy treats for our guests that evening. So I don't know. 
Well, I also, you know, we're all from the Midwest. And yeah. so, you know, we, we have <laughs> yeah. those long winters. And so it was wonderful <laughs> to have the Florida sunshine. We caught the perfect weather the day before there was a rain. It was very rainy and dark clouds. We got up that morning. I think that at the time of our ceremony it was in the upper sixties, perfect for wearing a dress and a, a tuxedo. <laughs> and I would say as the groom, the best part was you had to get married before the parks open. So you get in there and you had to get done. I mean, it was almost as quick as a Las Vegas wedding. I mean, we, we stood up there. I do, I do. You're out. And so it was wonderful. It was no long ceremony. That is so great. I, I And that's thank you for telling us about um, how, how that all works with the timing wise. Because listening to your podcast, I was wondering, like, did they have to get up super early or stay yeah. super late? <laughs> Well, and what was interesting on that point is like we were getting photos and you could see the people like they, they opened the gates and you could see people coming through Epcot. And so there's somebody there like they're just tapping their, their watch. <laughs> yeah, to get you moving. <laughs> get you moving. And then you go in the back entrance and it's it was wonder, a wonderful experience. I can just imagine this mob of people. You're like sitting there. You're like very happy in your wedding gown and your tuxedo. And then just this horde of people are coming like, I really want to listen to Voices of Liberty. You need to get out of the way. Like, yeah, that's so funny. It's, it's funny so too, because it sounds like there's no opportunity for wet feet at all. Like, no, no, get going. If you're there, you're going to go down that aisle no matter what. <laughs> no objections. Right, right. So um, I think you might be the only couple we've ever had on that has planned a wedding at Walt Disney World or any Disney park for that matter. What's it like planning it? Like how long does it take? Is, is it difficult? Is it easy? Well, one of the great things is it's a one-stop shop. So the awesome thing with Disney is that you go and instead of having to go to a florist and a caterer and all this, you go down and they plan everything with you. So they have Disney Floral. We were able to work with the Epcot, um, the kitchen there, and they did all of the food for us. And they will even do your photography and everything. We chose to have an outside photographer. We had Chapman Photography, but Typically, you could just go down and say, plan everything. We want to use all your vendors. And I mean, they even give you recommended if you don't have somebody to do your service, recommended makeup people. I mean, you could, they, everything's there. And that's one thing I noticed with friends and family who plan their own wedding. It's just so much piecemeal. And you've got to think of all these things. And Disney takes care of all those details for you. And even the, for your guests, you're able to set up room blocks and they are able to get special access for like discounted tickets and stuff like that. So it's really awesome because not only for you as the couple, but for all of your guests who are coming, it just is that high caliber service that you expect from Disney. Wow. That that sounds like the way to do it for sure. Do you ever watch uh, the fairy tale weddings, Vanessa? Do you, or I, I guess I'm saying it to both Vanessa's now. It's, it's okay. You can call me by my stage name today, V Fergie Ferg. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Well, do either of you ever watch uh, the fairy tale weddings? I know it's on Disney Plus now, but that's something that we love. Anna and I kind of ate that up. I have. This Vanessa has. The one thing that's kind of a bummer is that a lot of the things they do in that they don't let regular people do. (laughs) Because like we plan, we did have a vow renewal there in 2018, also at Epcot. And there's a lot of things you see in the show and you'll ask, well, can we do this? No, no. Like there's a lot of, it's a little bit over the top compared to what they let the average Joes do, unfortunately. But yes, we do watch that. And I've even made Chris watch it with me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. And um, I think, Brett, why don't we skip to your question about that vow renewal day, if you don't mind? Oh, I sure. Well, you were mentioning your 10-year vow renewal. And how did that compare to your to your wedding day? Was that a, a, another thing that was planned through uh, the Disney weddings? Or did you just do that on your own? Or Yes, that was through Disney weddings as well. And I can tell you, like, when I brought it up to Chris, he was like, okay, sure. And we didn't know if anybody would want to come. So we invited all the same people who had been invited to our wedding and they all wanted like almost, I think 80% of the same people came. So that was really cool. That just shows you how awesome Disney was where 10 years later, people were excited and wanted to come back again. So it's very similar process. If you do a vow renewal or commitment ceremony or whatever you do, it's all through Disney fairy tale weddings and same thing. We were able to work with the same florist. Our planner had retired, but we got somebody who had worked with our planner. And so it was just so nice. We had the same videographer and photographer. And so it was just kind of a fun reunion for us, but then also for our guests, they just loved Mm -hmm. it as well. And it was less that time around. (laughs) Oh, I bet. I bet. Was it at the same venue or did you try someplace new or? I think we were in Italy. Yeah, we were in Italy. (laughs) Yeah, we were in Epcot, but we did do Italy this time. And we got pictures, though, in the rotunda. And then our reception was outside. It was in Canada, uh, kind of on that upper terrace. And that was cool because where Chris was talking about the park had opened by the time we had our brunch. So they block it off and you could see all the park guests going around the world showcase and people looking up like, what's going on up there? So that was really cool. And we had Mickey come to our vow renewal. Mickey didn't come. Wow. At our he came at our oh. vow renewal. Though. Oh, wow. That That's nice. great. How cool. Yeah. For anybody that uh, doesn't know Epcot well, if they just tuned into this podcast randomly, they'd be like, wait, so you were married in America and then you <laughs> had a vow renewal in Italy and yeah. then you went to Canada? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> that is this, the triangulation of all of this. Exactly. in Canada, you know, it was a whirlwind sort of experience. But yeah. Right, around the world. <laughs> well, another thing I love um, about that you've shared on your podcast is that this experience is obviously wonderful, memorable, plus it's your wedding day, but you've also met other couples uh, because Mm -hmm. that you've had a wedding at uh, Disney World. So uh, Chris, Vanessa, do you want to tell us about that? Sure. I mean, and I think, you know, Vanessa can speak more about this, but really from getting married that first time, Vanessa met people online. And from that, we've had chances multiple times to meet people in California, meet them in Orlando. we our good friend, Shane and Charlie, we joined a much bigger group. They're from Texas. We're from Michigan, but we did a Caribbean cruise a couple of Christmases ago. And so it's wonderful because you have these friends on, you know, over Facebook that, you know, and we've had a chance to meet them outside of the park. And then we have fun with them in the park. And the groups have planned special events, which is even more exciting. Like Chris mentioned the cruise and that the one time when we were in Florida, we had a special party at the GM lounge above test track. Um, When we were in California, they did a special event at the Disneyland hotel. So it's fun because we've already had all these cool experiences with our weddings, but then when we get together, we do these special parties and events too, which makes it even more exciting. And what's these, I think like the world of Disney, you know, we've been to New York a handful of times. I mean, we don't have friends there, but we've made wonderful friends that are from New York Ann and Ed Linda and Sheldon, and we've had a chance to meet with them in the park, outside of the park, and we keep in close contact with them. So that's really the power of Disney is just building those friendships. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I was even thinking about this today, like how cool it is that even we've gotten to meet you right. just because we both love Disney. And that's, right. exactly. that's the great thing is there's room for everybody in, the, in this, you know, Disney bubble that we have. But yes. um, Craig has a, a question for Chris and Vanessa for about how you two met. Yeah, uh, you know, and it, it just to, to tie into what uh, what uh, V Fergie Ferg was saying, well, you. that you know, it's cool this community of Disney podcasts, and I absolutely love listening to the different shows, and uh, definitely would recommend that our listeners go out and listen to Diz Love because what's cool about your show is that uh, I can be very long winded as a host. Brett will <laughs> tell you that all day long. He's over on he's over on this side of my Zoom box right now, so that's why I'm pushing him away. Here. <laughs> but uh, you know, your shows are. Uh, they're nice. They're, they're 30 minutes generally, and they're just really a great listen. And it's so cool because here we are freezing in Springfield and we get to talk to you who are freezing even more in Michigan, I'm sure. So uh, today, today it is extremely cold outside down here. So I can't even imagine up there, but, but can you tell, we can tell you that you're true Disney fans. You say it right there in the podcast name, Diz Love. Um, Talk about when you met each other, was it, was Disney like a common theme amongst the two of you, or was it something that you came to a little bit later as a couple? Um, and sort of what, what is it that brought about that love of Disney as a couple? Sure. Um, well, we met when we were freshmen in college at the University of Michigan in Flint. And so I had always gone to Disney with my family. We usually went once a year. We had annual passes. We would go before they expired. And for my family, Disney was a big part of it. I think you had maybe been like one time when he was growing up. And so while we were in college, he went a couple of times with my family. And I don't know, I had always wanted to get like get married at Disney and things like that. But I don't know, how do you think your love for Disney kind of grew? Well, I mean, the nice thing about Disney is I look at it from a value for your dollar. You know, yes, that ticket is X number of dollars, but you're having fun from morning till night. And so for me... It's just fun. And, you know, my wife loves it. You know, going to Florida is always pleasant. I've been able to go to spring training. The Tigers play not too far away. So that's been a fun part. But, you know, it's one of those things where you, you find the joy. And I have my characters that I like. And we, we've now been able to take our daughter. We went recently. We went actually about a year ago before the pandemic hit in last year. So for me, it's just a case where Vanessa finds a lot of joy from it. And I, I'm just supportive. And it's just fun. I mean, I, I enjoy the time. It's the service, the yes. ser- and that's the other thing too you know people just talk about the service and the food and for me I just I noticed the little things and Disney is second to none on those kind of things yeah for sure for sure and I I what I really love too um not only your love of Disney but you've in your podcast you've really taken us along with um some of the unique things that that maybe some of the get regular guests um of the parks don't know about um one of the things i think you mentioned was a private dinner at the grand floridian um so i wanted to ask you you know what other magical experiences um have you had um that the maybe the average park or doesn't know about sure so like you mentioned we had one for one of our anniversaries we did you can do a private dinner at the grand floridian one year we had um, a private dessert party. It was just the two of us in the UK. Um, and that was nice. We had a, he, he forgets some of these. <laughs> I, I do not remember that. 
There can I stop you right there? Can, uh, real, real quick. I wanted to mention this sometime uh, this episode, because <laughs> what I love about the most recent episode is you did all the romantic places in Disney. Um, and this was the most recent episode at time of recording. You've probably released yeah. others since then. Yeah. But what I love is that you were, you were basically like pseudo quizzing Chris along the way. You were like, <laughs> when did we eat at Cinderella's Royal Table? And, you know, and then he totally got it wrong. So <laughs> I just love yeah, Thanks for pointing that out. Funny. He really doesn't remember. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I love that. I have noticed that, that it's off. Chris often says, like, I don't remember. And I'm like, he'll get the next one. He'll get the, like, I'm rooting for you throughout the episode. So, but, Sorry. but, but Sorry to cut you to off, but it was, just, uh, it was just perfect. No, it, 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 he really doesn't. So. We had that dinner um, we've done where you can do the pontoon boats and have fireworks viewing. So we've done that for illuminations. And then you can also do that in the, um, for Magic Kingdom. That takes off like from the contemporary. We've done a lot of the private tours. We've done some oh, of the wow. all-day tours that are offered, ones they have at the holidays. We did one um, backstage magic a couple of years ago. Um, we've also, like Chris had mentioned, when we've gone with the groups of other Disney couples, we've been to private events at some of those places that I mentioned. Club 33? Oh, yeah. We went to Club 33 in Disneyland. Our um, videographer from our wedding was a member there. And before all their things changed, we were able to have brunch at Club 33. So really, we always try to let people know that even if you've been to Disney lots of times, like all of us, there's always something new and exciting that you can do, something fun. We're already, like, next year, we want to do something special for our daughter's birthday at Disney, and there's always unique things I think the average person doesn't realize is available there. Yeah, I I really agree with that, and that's why I so appreciate uh, vloggers and podcasters like you who who fill us in, because I feel like sometimes I'm just kind of out of the loop, living in my happy (laughs) world, and then it's like, oh, you can, that, that, uh, what is that, it's like the bridge that people walk across in Animal Kingdom during the safari, I'm like, oh, look, people, oh, you can do that, like, you (laughs) you know, so that's, I so appreciate it, and um, it's it's a good way to uh, know some tips on the parks, and Brett, you actually have a next question about tips well you've been to the park so much you know like all of us well anyway and um, (laughs) what are your best tips that people don't necessarily know about because we're always up to learn something new always well I I think the general thing like Chris is always telling people like you have to plan which especially nowadays you have to make sure that you're planning out making your park reservations, making your dining reservations and planning in advance. That's one of the things that we've known a lot of friends or people that will go and they'll go, oh, you know, we didn't get to do much. Well, if you don't plan ahead, (laughs) that's the biggest thing. And as simple as it sounds, it's such a huge thing that you really want to do. And thinking about, we always say we have stayed off property, but if you have a short time making that investment and just paying to stay on property is worth it because of the access to the transportation, ease of getting back and forth to the parks just makes it so much easier. And that's something that we tend to do almost every time anymore. And of course, making sure that you prioritize and figure out what you want to do ahead of time, that goes along with the planning, Um, especially like Vanessa had mentioned earlier, doing the research and listening and finding out, you know, what are things that I want to do? Where would my family like to eat? There's so many restaurants, there's so many things 
making sure that you take that time to, to plan that ahead of time. And if you have a special event or like a milestone, a birthday or an anniversary or whatever you might be celebrating, plan something ahead with Disney because they have lots of things, whether it's as simple as having a cake delivered. Like one year we were at Ohana on his birthday and I had a cake made by the Grand Floridian Bakery. Like little things like that can add so much extra when you're there. So I think those are kind of the general tips, which can go a long way, I think, when you're planning a trip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I, I think uh, what some of us are wondering too is uh, for the listeners out there is, so do you guys, uh, when you're going on a trip, because, you know, we don't live in Florida. So some of us take the leisurely way where we just kind of take it easy. And then some of us are go, 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 hit everything. What is your kind of style when, when you go to, to Walt Disney World? You know, we're definitely an all day kind of, you know, duo. So for us, it's a big, you know, the nice thing is, you know, having been there so many times, you know what you want to go to. Sure. And so Vanessa does a great job at getting our fast passes planned out, like Magic <laughs> Kingdom, like with the mine ride. Um, yes. Snow White. Snow White. <laughs> um, like before, you know, the, the line there could be two plus hours where by just kind of flexing your schedule, you're able to just go on, you know, time after time. And so for us, and again, I, I use the term just value for money. And that's what I go back to where I'm maybe willing to watch a show, do some things during the day, knowing that at night, you can get on that ride that you want to go on multiple times. Yeah, we're definitely all day people for sure. Like we, uh, we're we not early. We don't go to rope drop. We're not that early. We're late night people. And I would say going back to the piece about, like, you know, about the tips, you know, for my, now granted, this was when we did our vow renewal. We did the lift multiple times. And when you get, correct, and, and we've shifted, we were Port Orleans. We would stay at Port Orleans. And now we, what was the last place we stayed at? Pop Century. We're Pop Century. It might be a couple of, it takes maybe a little longer to get to the park where getting that lift takes you right to the front. That was very beneficial. And I think also, and I've mentioned this a couple of times, is there's vendors that we've interviewed and that are out there that will go to the outlet for you and that will maybe buy a shirt that is not in season and it's at the outlet. Because my big piece is you'll go and the shirt like I'm wearing, there could be a thousand people wearing the same shirt. Whereas you would have the opportunity to maybe get something at a less, a better price, going to the outlets and having somebody buy it for you. But it's something that you want that might not be have the year on it per se, but it, it is your favorite character. Because I would say that's probably my biggest just general criticism is, is the lack of depth in the inventory. And maybe if you're not there in the right season, you don't get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip though, because I feel like Craig is always uh, asking us to like, like a pack mule, bring things back with us on our, mm-hmm. on our trips. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Craig, you actually. Gladly. Mostly yeah, gladly. Brett, Brett, we do Brett that. Does a lot of the lifting. On that that's, I was a Sherpa in a former life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about the next trip I take because I will have to be carrying this all right. The weight of the <laughs> right. world on me or something. Um, that's okay. But, it'll be, it'll be okay. It'll be fun. But, you know, there are so many experiences and really that's uh, Disney's purpose, right, is to have this endless uh, amount of experiences. So that way there's always something new for everyone to experience and to enjoy. Um, but is there are there experiences that you haven't had yet that you're really looking forward to trying to do uh, when you get back to the parks? I think for me, I really enjoy doing some of those backstage tours. So there's, I have quite a few of those. I have several of those on my bucket list. And we also have been trying to stay at different resorts. I've stayed at a lot more resorts than Chris has. So I think maybe a lifelong goal would be able to stay at every single resort on property. 
I'm about halfway there, but I think being able to do that, and I don't know for you, do you have any? No. No. <laughs> and of course, there's always good restaurants. We always try to try one new restaurant, at least every time we go, because food is a big deal for us. When we go to Disney, that's like a top priority. So I would say those are kind of the big things. I've always wanted to eat at the chef's, chef's table at Victoria and Albert's. That, of course, is closed right now. But um, little things like that, I think, are some at least I have the goals and Chris will come along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully remember them too. So. Right. <laughs> hopefully. Um, Says so the I, memory I, queen here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um, so I did have a question for you in, in listening to the, the podcast and some of the people you've had on. Um, you've interviewed a lot of people, including travel planners. And I think people um, often wonder um, should they use a Disney travel planner? So is that is is that something you've tried or maybe even something you would just suggest? Yes, so we've had quite a few travel planners on and our big thing, and we have a good friend who's one that I always book all of our stuff through. Even though I know a lot of the Disney stuff, I always use a licensed travel planner because they are no cost to you as the person going and they're able to monitor and handle any of those like if new discounts come out or when there are like for instance we have a Disney Alaskan cruise booked for August we booked it pre-COVID which we know is going to be canceled in my our vacation planner has already been in contact with us um, as she's been getting updates from Disney and, be, and she'll be able to handle all of those changes, like if we just want to rebook for the following year. And if we didn't have her, I would have to be monitoring all that and waiting to do all the changeover in that. But she'll be able to handle that for us, and it doesn't cost us anything. And she has that direct line, so to speak, with Disney. So that alone, like just the peace of mind, just handling the Alaskan cruise cancellation shows to proves to me how valuable it is to utilize those Disney travel planners. Well, and just think about how, uh, how much the world changed immediately and having, uh, we had a trip booked uh, at the end of April of last year. So the parks closed around St. Patrick's day or a little after, and we were supposed to be there a month later. And so our, luckily we had gone through a travel planner and this is uh, the first time I had done it. And really I almost did it because I wanted to support this person and I wanted right. them to, to get, you know, the credit for it. And I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll handle everything. But then when it came to the cancellations, he immediately was like, you know, I'll get it taken care of for you. And, and, and it's just sh- saved a lot of stress. And yeah. already, you know, the month of March last year lasted uh, something like 685 days or something. And so the fact that we didn't have to also think about that in addition to everything else going on in the world uh, was just really cool. And so when this, uh, when you do start traveling more, and I know people are starting to go back now, it, it's just a, a great service, re- regardless of who you go through. And you mentioned make sure they're licensed, but outside of that, you know, it's just a great, uh, great service that they provide for sure. Oh, most definitely. And I think now with all the uncertainties, it's important to have that peace of mind. Absolutely. So um, for those of us that are new to your podcast, to Diz Love, uh, and I know that this can be much like picking children. So uh, I'm not going to put a limit on it, but I want to know some of your favorite interviews um, and, you know, some about just talk to us about your podcast that you've been putting out. Well, our podcast, as you guys have already said, is Ziz Love with Vanessa and Chris. And what our thing is, 
things that we love to do at Disney, but then also some of the amazing vendors that offer really cool stuff related to Disney. So in most episodes, we will have a guest to some sort of vendor, whether it be a travel planner, or we have a lot of individuals who create Disney products. So shirts, cups, mugs, jewelry, koozies, koozies, all kinds of like, I mean, the whole gamut, vinyl stickers. I mean, you name it. We've had people who do custom painted shoes, just all kinds of really awesome things. And that was one of the things when we started this, like, oh, you know, I knew people made ears, but I've been amazed like the gamut of things and the talent that exists in the Disney community is really neat. And Chris always likes something different. And that's kind of been his big thing is that like you can find things that are unique. Correct. And, and I'll just go back. We, before we did the Caribbean cruise a couple of Christmases ago, we were there that you know again before Christmas and there was a gingerbread spirit Jersey. And it's just seemed like everywhere you turn there, everybody's wearing the same Jersey. Now, again, in the parks, it makes a difference. When you get home, you're unique. But I think the one great thing about the vendors that we've interviewed is that they will, I mean, down to your favorite character, they will take that maybe a common element and add your personality to it. And that's the best part. But I would say for myself, and again, this goes back to the memory, but we had a guest, a vendor from California that would custom paint spirit jerseys. I mean, incredible. Yeah. So there, I mean, it's just so cool to see. And I would say, I mean, we have really great vendors that have done ears we have ones that have done cups and like he said the spirit jerseys I it is so hard to pick like a few because they've all been amazing in their own right and I would definitely encourage people to check out because there's every week we've had new people contacting us and it's just amazing to see what they have and just the talent that exists out there from very custom things like those yes. custom jerseys to like we have really cool mugs that people have made for us that have our logo on it and our favorite characters and Christmas ornaments I mean it's just so amazing what's out there and we just really want to get that story of all these small businesses out to the community and I think the other really neat story is that we part of our questions we asked them like what was their inspiration and for many of them they're just they're Disney fans like us but Mm -hmm. they had a, a talent whether it be painting crafting and they take that talent and share it with the world and there's people who you know they got famous over TikTok or it's word of mouth. And I think that's the neat thing is that, you know, here we are, we're separated by a time zone, but we're here together talking about Disney and they're able to share their talents with really people around the world. That's the awesome part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know as listeners, we really appreciate the referrals too. Um, and, and being tuned into those products. Like I was listening and I didn't realize that there was someone who made um, Disney dog accessories and I'm like, yeah, I'm a dog mom. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go have, have to go check this out. It was really exciting. Cause I hadn't heard that before. So yeah. um, that's really cool. So definitely check uh, out all those podcasts. If you're looking for referrals on where you can get Disney products. And now we're going to switch it up a little bit and have some fun. Uh, Brett is going to take you through some of our rapid fire questions that we uh, tend to ask guests um, to uh, help us fuel some of the debates that we have between us. Okay, Uh, we'll we'll try not to get you into that to that fire. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but it'll be a lot of fun. So, and if you can't think of just one uh, answer, you can you can give more than one. Okay. But Brett, do you want to lead us off into our rapid fire questions? Sure. Yes. And you know, I mean, you, you both can have answers. You know, if they're the same, that's okay. But yeah, you both. So Vanessa <laughs> and Chris, here it is: rapid fire questions. <clears throat> what is your favorite Disney animated movie? 
Frozen. I would say Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Okay. Do you have a favorite Disney attraction? Everest. And for me, Journey into Imagination, but I don't really like the current one, but we won't go there. I, I feel for- you and here yes we are we are spirit <laughs> animals combined Vanessa Ferguson, oh, okay. you know oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. Brett has Original casually one. mentioned this maybe 50 times on the yeah, well, yeah. I've, I've heard it on yeah. some of the ones I've listened to so <laughs> yeah I'm like going you know um let's see oh here it is okay favorite Disney snack item even though I've never been able to get it again, I could have swore there was a cookie sandwich, ice cream sandwich, ice cream sandwich with chocolate chip cookies. Or what is that what it was? Yeah, it was that Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, but I can never. I've only gotten it one time. I can't find it again. So it was like a fresh. Ooh. I could have swore yeah, they, it was. Like, made it yeah, fresh. I could have swore it was two chocolate chip cookies. Oh no, it was uh, uh, cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah, in between. That's and I've never had it again. That sounds Ooh. awesome. <laughs> that was Sleepy Did you say Sleepy Hollow? Yes. Was yeah, it? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that was the, it was a Nestle Toll House kind of specialty place there for a while. So maybe. Yeah, because I think the last time we were there, they did a churro version of that. And that did not go, that was not at all. It was all. okay. Yeah. But I just, you know, it's like, you keep chasing what you can't have. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. I understand. So, and Vanessa? And for me, it's any Disney cupcake. I just, I love cake. Mm. I love frosting Ooh. and the Disney variety. I, I just love Disney cupcakes. <laughs> Disney, how oh, cool! Oh yeah, well, it's not. Well, it's. It, I guess it's technically not a Disney cupcake, but um, Gideon's Bakehouse at Disney Springs. I haven't been there yet. They were just open. went, you know, oh. a couple of weeks ago, and the cakes were amazing. So oh, I'll that will be. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'll enjoy it. Gideon's Bakehouse is a whole, it's like a virtual queue and then a queue and uh, yeah, anyway, but it's worth it. I enjoyed it. So anyway, but well, enough I'll about me. This is about that. you. <laughs> oh, this one's a really good one. So uh, do you have a favorite Disney dining experience? Whoa. And you can, you know, have multiples here because you've talked about some of them. So, but is there. So like just a restaurant out? or an experience? Well, I think the question is, is, is why don't we have both? Okay. You want to go for restaurant? You go first. You answer this. Oh, well, I think restaurant, I think we would probably both agree Ohana for dinner. We love Ohana dinner. That is our favorite restaurant, I would say, because we go every trip for dinner. And experience, I would say. You have to go with our wedding dinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, Aww. Aww. That's, good answer. <laughs> that's good. Good job, Chris. remembers that. Hey. That's <laughs> so, good. Oh, okay. So, Ohana is um, so great, right? Ohana is just a wonderful, wonderful place. I absolutely love it as well. I thought yeah. that that would be your answer based on your podcast episodes I've listened to. And I am very happy <laughs> about I've that. mentioned it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Disney is the favorite character meet and greet. I would say this has changed the last few years. For me, I think Garden Grill. I've just really learned to love that one the last few years. We've had some really good experiences there. So I would say Garden Grill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris concurs. Okay. Yeah, I, I, get, I just struggled. To, I don't, I just can't remember the names of things. I, I know oh, sure. and colors. <laughs> But I just, like, names, it's, I really have a hard time placing that. That's okay. 
<laughs> us too, Chris. Really, that's why we have Craig here is to just get the facts right because <laughs> yeah. Brett and I tend to gloss over things sometimes. But really, it's me. It's not really so much Brett because he's good with historical facts too. But I'm like, you know, Thank the you. one with the the fish. Oh, yeah. There's fish there. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, now, before we go, we did want to ask you if you have any upcoming episodes you'd like to talk about or and plug, or or can you tell us uh, more about where people can find you? Yes, yeah, so I think one of the, we do have some episodes in the queue coming up, but I think the biggest thing that is super exciting, we started to do, they're very short, but we've been doing segments with past guests because we've now, we're now two and a half years from when we first started interviewing people for our show. So every other week we have a an update that comes out from one of our past guests. So that's been pretty exciting and we definitely want people to check those out and then we let you see new things they're doing and you can be able to go and check out their new merchandise and things like that. We also have, uh, we have a group that does vinyl stickers coming up. We have a lady who does really cool ears and headbands. We have another one coming up. I think you might've interviewed with the Disney, the unofficial Disney cookbook is she's going to be on. And so we have some fun, exciting shows coming up. And I think just being able to go back and see some of those different, definitely check out the vendors. We are on Instagram, Dislove with Vanessa and Chris. We're on Facebook. Um, our website is just dislove.buzzsprout.com. And we have all kinds of great vendors. You can go back and see all their special things that they have. And we just really want to be able to showcase those great stories that are out there. And if you know anybody who has an awesome shop, small shop with Disney stuff, and they'd love have them reach out to us, we'd love to be in contact with them. Excellent. Definitely will do. Now, Craig, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing because, you know, I'm a generalist. I'll gloss over all these details. (laughs) Tell our listeners uh, where they can find more about us in the Front Row Network. Absolutely. Before I do, I will just say that I'm so glad that you're putting this podcast out into the world, Chris and Vanessa. This is, uh, it's wonderful and it's cool that you've been doing it for two and a half years. Congratulations. Uh, it's great because it's, it's kind of a labor of love at times, right? But uh, it's very cool to be able to put some faces to names of people that you've been listening to and to know that uh, there are people out there that really appreciate your content. So thank you so much for coming on today, but also for all the work that you do and for promoting these vendors, especially at a time when a lot of cast members and things have been laid off or terminated. Uh, This is a great way to pick up some of their um, merchandise that maybe they are starting to run an Etsy store, things like that too. You can always go out and support those other vendors and those small businesses that really help uh, continue our love for Disney. So thank you so much for that. So where you can find us. Of course, you're listening to us on Beyond the Mouse. Thank you so much for subscribing to Beyond the Mouse. You can find us on any podcast platform of your choosing. And if you're coming over from Dislove, we'd love to have you listen to some of our other interviews and things like that that we've done in the past. You can follow us on social media as well. You can find us Beyond the Mouse podcast on Facebook. We also are Beyond the Mouse pod on Instagram and Beyond Mouse on Twitter. You want to follow us along on social media because we do make announcements there. So when we interviewed Evangeline Lilly recently, we announced it on social media that we were going to be doing that. Uh, So they found out first before anybody else. So make sure to connect with us there and to be able to listen to everything that we have coming up. We have other ideas and other things in the can uh, that I, it's just amazing. The stuff that we're bringing out, it's so good. You're going to want to listen to it at least once or twice uh, to make sure you really get it to stick. Did I do the, the plugs okay there, Vanessa? (laughs) 
Or do you well, want me very to humbly as well? I, so. I mean, <laughs> it was all right. I, I mean, I guess you can host I pr- next time. It's- <laughs> I completely forgot because I'm out of my rhythm. You know, it's hard when you're not the host to, to, right. to get back into it. It's like a zone you have to get into. It's like what we learned from, from Pixar's soul that you need to be kind of in your zone, right? Yeah. And, and so when you're not hosting, <laughs> it's a much harder thing to do. But I, you can also find us on nprillinois.org as well. So make sure to check us out there. Thank you, Craig, for doing that, the hard stuff for me. Uh, you know, as, as a host, I, I only want to do the easy things. So thank you for, for doing that. And thank you to Vanessa Ferguson and Chris for joining us today from Dislove Podcast. So glad to have you on. I can't wait to tell my brother that I met you. He's going to be really impressed. I think finally he'll be impressed with me. I'll, I'll say I'm joining forces with all the Vanessa Fergusons out there. I've got one down. A few more to go. There's a few of us out there. Yes. <laughs> and uh, do you remember when there was a Vanessa Ferguson on The Voice? Did- oh, I had somebody tell me about that. Yeah, right? I was. Yeah, I was constantly asked if I was on The Voice, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, my career has not gone that far. Right? Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I wonder if she had an encounter with John Stamos. Oh, oh no, I bet she did. Okay. I gotta send it after this. I'm sending an email and asking because we I, I think John Stamos is out for us. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But thank you both for being here. And so that does it for us. So for Beyond the Mouse, I'm Vanessa. No, I'm Vanessa. I'm Chris. I'm Craig. And I'm Brett. And we'll see you real soon in the front row. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Good job. Good job hosting there, Vanessa. Now I'm taking my old job back. No, please do. Please do. This is not my forte. So thank you. Uh Oh, here they are. Vanessa Ferguson. Yeah. Okay. okay. Be cool, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Awesome. And finally meet. I I know. I know, right? There's Vanessa Ferguson. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. Um, And then um, I'm not sure if you guys uh, are familiar with my co-hosts. I've got Craig McFarland here. Hey, Craig. Hi. I actually, it's it's weird. You know, my name used to be Chris Johns, and I decided (laughs) I better change it. Uh, So good thing I did, right? Right. That would have been way too confusing, right? (laughs) 